This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. Yes, guys, welcome to Masters of the Cinematic Universe. We are here today finally doing an actual movie that isn't Marvel-related. <laughs> yes. I don't even know when the last time we did that was. It's been a minute. And you know yeah. what? It's been a it, while. This time of year. Do you know what they refer to this time of year as now, these millennials? What's that? Spooky season. Oh, please. It's spooky season, Doug. Oh, I thought it was pumpkin spice latte season. Yeah, right. That's which, part of it. Which That's I hate pumpkin it. spice. In, uh, all, I hate pumpkin flavored anything. Do you really? Oh, oh, yeah, I can't stand it. Oh. It's horrible. I'm with you. More for me. It. More for me. It's just cinnamon. Just call it cinnamon, you fucks. I can't wait <laughs> um, till the next season, which is my favorite, which is peppermint mocha season. Ew, man. See, fuck, fuck your whole Christmas holiday. I'm the Grinch. Yeah, I hate mint too, so. No, I like this time of year, but I just really prefer mint to nasty-ass pumpkin. Well, it is spooky season, which means you get to decorate your house like Halloween for fucking two months, which I, I don't mind. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. in for it. Yeah. Um, but that being the case, I got special treats for you guys, mother. You hear that? The toilet? I've heard a whole bunch of that today. It's the sound of Joe's toilet. Because he informed us he was suffering from terrible diarrhea. Diarrhea. <laughs> Explosive. Good God. Yeah. So I got food poisoning last night. Um, we didn't record the other podcast because of it. So uh, I've been literally uh, shitting all fucking night and day. And uh, it's been great. And uh, on top of that, if I, if I needed more good news, I'm supposed to go to Halloween Horror Nights on Thursday. I was supposed to say Thursday and Friday night, go to Halloween Horror Nights and Universal on Friday. And it looks like a fucking hurricane's coming that day. Yeah. It sure does, buddy. So, yeah. and that's the last day I can go with my free pass. I really oh, put this off. No. Oh, shit. So, Thursday, Friday, or Sunday are the last three days I can go, you know, before my free pass expires. Mm-hmm. That sucks, dude. So, the hurricane better fucking go somewhere else. I don't care where it goes. Just don't come here. <laughs> Send it uh, to Puerto Rico again. <laughs> I think you're getting rain regardless. So yeah, I ain't worried about the rain because it'll be cleared out by the time I go because it's supposed to hit here Wednesday. I just don't want it to fucking like destroy Orlando and then like I can't go because there's fucking <laughs> cities destroyed. Well, it is supposed to be a category four now when it hits you. They better yeah. also fucking um if 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 give me a fucking rain check on the free day because there's literally a fucking hurricane. That would be <laughs> nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> now what if what if they extend like your tickets? Because yeah, of, that's what know. I'm saying. If they extend it for like a week, like just give me one extra week because of the hurricane, I'd be fine. Yeah, that'd be cool. But I, I don't give think them they'll time do that. to like fucking rebuild and shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because it's going to be fix real. The fucking the Michael Myers house fell down. We had a, you know. Oh, I just <laughs> I just really hope the weekend house falls down. Oh yeah, yeah. Why? I'm not on the, I don't know. Just don't why? Know. Didn't they? They'd already see the horror he did at the fucking Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, that was tragic. That was the worst <laughs> halftime show ever. It's fucking tragic. Uh, it was not great. So uh, aside from the diary, what's what's new with you, man? <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty much just diarrhea. Just diarrhea. Cha cha cha. Honestly, I I don't know. Uh, I haven't really been doing much of anything lately, <laughs> like at all. My time's awesome. just been spent working. Yeah. Is it is it on purpose? Like you feel like you need a reset? No. Oh, I, I did. Now crossing the platforms here i did hang out with one of the jsm show uh, patreons jamie davis in orlando which was kind of fun we went to epcot with him that's very cool yeah jamie's cool. a cool yeah. ass dude he's big yeah. as fuck though like i didn't realize how <laughs> tall he was he's like two inches taller than me that's big yeah dude like that's a big ass dude yeah jeez. yeah and he looks like a big dude too like 
looks wide. Oh yeah, yeah. He used to play. He used to play football. Oh, uh, I don't doubt it. And uh, yeah. his his wife and kids are super cool too. I got to talk to them for a little while while we rode the uh, Skyliner back to their resort. Nice. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Super, super cool family. Uh, that, I enjoyed that quite a bit. And I was already mm-hmm. down in Orlando for work that day, so it worked out perfectly. Nice. Oh yeah, man. Doug, what's going on with you, bud? Yeah, sort of pretty much the same. Works crazy. I was talking about it before. I mean, the new the new role within the company is just nuts. It's fun. It seems to be up my alley, so I'm excited about it. Um, Hannah's been around this weekend because she's down here uh, for a wedding. So it's been cool to have her around, sort of, because she's been running around. She's in the wedding party. She's the maid of honor slash best man. It's a friend's, uh, yeah. That's cool. He's getting marrying his husband. So, um, but it's, yeah. So other than that, it's just been like working and, you know, working. <laughs> working and working. You know, I mean, For we did see people. Holly last weekend, which was cool. Um, watching her walk around now and dance and talk not oh, really talk but that's so cool like she she has she's having conversations with you total gibberish conversations but she's participating in the in the conversation yeah. so great you know and then she like i said she's walking around so in two weeks it's her first birthday holy shit it wow. was crazy because yeah. um my youngest son quentin he was already like two in like two in like some months and he had not said a freaking word we were like so yeah. worried for a while that like Mm-hmm. just i don't know what like but there was got to be some reason he's not talking at all yeah and then one day out of nowhere he just walks up and he starts singing the entire alphabet like perfectly holy crap and i was like you've never said anything and you just literally said the whole alphabet with now i know my abc's next time won't you sing with me oh Whoa. that's fantastic and then he counted that's a cool moment then he counted to 10 i was like how are you doing this you all go. of a sudden i'm like he's been doing it in his head the whole time he's like screw you i don't i, I don't know i'll talk when i'm ready you know yeah it was the weirdest thing i feel it's worth talking to you i'll talk to you i know but i I was like i called sherry i was like did you hear that and she goes yeah it's really weird wow that's great i relate to quentin because i didn't know how to whistle until i was like 35 (laughs) 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 and once i figured it out i was a whistling ass motherfucker dude there you go the only whistle i can't do is that loud like annoying job site whistle where you put your fingers in your mouth like is that like a fucking siren going off oh yeah that i can do I can't do that okay. one. Yeah. I can't. I, I can. It's weird. I can only do it with two fingers on each hand. Yeah. Like, so there's yeah. a lot of that, fingers in the mouth. That's how oh, you yeah. do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't. Like my dad, my dad was a whistler. He could whistle like whole songs. Oh, yeah. He I can sound I can do like that. a songbird, you know? I have yeah. a full like chromatic range of whistling, like regular whistling. I just can't do the stupid job site whistle. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, because it is spooky season. I watched a spooky movie the other day Ooh. and it was uh, Rob Zombie. There's not the movie we're talking about today, by the way, just no. so you understand. I watched the new Munsters uh, oh, you were movie talking about that. Um, by, by Rob Zombie. Now, I love the fucking Munsters. It is, it is, yeah. It's just one of my favorite. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside, man. Like, I'll put it on anytime. So I was excited you know, against all odds, because here's a guy who, despite some of his film choices, genuinely seems to love the genre, like mm-hmm. horror and all that stuff. And he's kind of obsessed with it. So it felt like, well, he's going to treat this well, like he's going to respect this. And and it's and then the, the trailer dropped and it was a little dubious. You know, it was like, all right, OK, that doesn't look great. You're being but, nice. Yeah. <laughs> But man, it's it's goddamn. You guys know how positive I am on my yeah. outlook. Yep. Of things. What, was there a Dracula in this movie? I haven't finished it. I'm I'm. Oh god, I'm like, that's how bad it is. I'm three quarters of the way through. They just got to Hollywood and moved uh, on Mockingbird Lane. Is it worse than Search and Destroy? It's not that kind of bad. Okay, it's it's a different kind of bad. It's not unwatchable. It's just baffling. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. yeah not even um, dumb fun just bad yeah it has yeah. moments that are kind of right. kitschy and, and and cool um but they're like the pepper on a on a meal that you want to eat you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh yeah i don't know check it out if 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 you have the time so basically it's like the little diced pepperonis on the cardboard school pizza 
Yeah, it's like yeah. you know. Oh, that was really tasty. Oh, no, yeah, is this exactly. Real bread? What is this? Yeah, I picked, pepper, I picked the pepper. I picked the pepper. Yeah, the holes. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like a cracker? Is like a saltine? <laughs> I know. So yeah, I I, I watched that. Um, I had I had a week off from work, which was kind of nice. I've, I've been getting some projects done. Um, we got a Stranger Things art show coming up at Hourglass Brewing for October. <coughs> so yeah, that's um, some cool stuff you've done, man. Thank you. I had a piece done. I had a feeling going into it that everybody was doing Eddie because Eddie's like the runaway, yeah. you know, just hit character. So I had it in my head like, fuck Eddie. I'm going to do <laughs> something that I'm going to I'm going to hit a swerve. So I did a piece. It was an homage to a, an old John Bashima Silver Surfer uh, comic cover. Um, but it's instead of Silver Surfer and Thor, it is... Um, Hopper versus the Demogorgon oh, in the nice. same pose. Nice. Let me guess. So nobody got it. it. <laughs> yeah, you got to be a special kind of nerd to look yeah. at that piece of art and be like, "Oh yeah, I get both references at the yeah. same time." Yeah. Um, but so yeah, if you want to see it, uh, you know, go to my social and stuff. It's there. And then uh, I couldn't resist, dude. That other guitar, one of the other guitars oh, that, that. that Joe gave me, is just sitting there, and it was like almost buildable you know what i mean like i was just missing a few things i was like man and it's so not a guitar that i would play it's, yeah, like, it's like a, a very super shredder super mm -hmm. shredder guitar i was like man it would be cool to like really go to town on that thing so i actually dremeled the shape <laughs> of the, the skull from uh you know their D, &D club yeah stranger things and it has a fucking giant skull on it now it's 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 very really cool it does it's look really like cool. something you would see in a pawn shop and like the lady. Yep. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Or so in, I did or in his Patreon member Tony DeGraw's house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very true. That's very true. Yeah. You have, a, you have a customer, potential customer for that one. Yeah, hey, Tony, yeah. hit me up, man. I'll give you I'll give you a deal on it. Uh yep. it has it has a humbucker, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's the only guitar in my collection that has a working tremolo. Wow. <laughs> Everything else is blocked, man. I fucking, yeah. But uh, so, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that. Nice. Um, nice. But with that being said, uh, <coughs> we are going to talk about a spooky movie today. Spooky. Uh-oh. I don't know if you can hear that, but that's the sound <coughs> of a, a movie that not a lot of people have heard of. We are going to talk today about a film called Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Now, when I suggested this movie, this movie to you guys with that title, what did you think you were in for? I had no idea, honestly. I did not yeah, think I was in for this, but I was yep. happy with it. That's good to know. We'll circle back to that. Yeah, this was like not... I, I, yeah, I couldn't put my finger on it. I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, um, you know, I actually got some music to play that goes along with this. Um, let me start it here. All right, so you ready to talk about this movie? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it reminded me of the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I picked this movie to do an episode on because I felt like it had a little something for everybody. Um, on the surface, it's a sort of mockumentary horror film. Um, we'll get into the nuts and bolts of it, but it follows the story of Leslie Vernon, who is a um, a budding serial killer in a universe that um, all of your favorite like horror movie monsters kind of exist in, like Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees. Yeah. They're not movie characters. They're like legendary killers. Yeah, that's when they had me in this movie. When they started talking about all the different killers. Like, yeah. I was like, oh. And then, like, I just, like, it just felt like this, like, I don't know how like, to describe it, this horror-matic universe. Yeah, horror-matic, yeah. that's a great term. So, I mean, like I said, we'll dig into it, but um, it, it's, it's so different. It's so unique for, don't go into it thinking, oh, this is a, a typical horror film. Or even a yep. typical movie poking fun at horror films, like a scary movie, or you know, yep. it's not silly. It's not a, it's not a scarity. <laughs> not a scarity. Gee, you're on I'm fire! A fire oh my <laughs> god! Look at this! Oh Horror my god! Horror-matic scarity. Wow. 
Um, but what I'll what I'll do, we'll play this first clip because it gives you a nice little intro to what's in store. Welcome to Glen Echo, a picture postcard community that is itself representative of a thousand small towns found all across America. But is there a brand of unspeakable evil set to shatter the serenity of this rural haven? The same brand of evil that has plagued a host of similar communities for the better part of 30 years. The stories are well known. At Crystal Lake, a madman named Jason Voorhees has killed dozens over the past three decades, leaving a devastated, deserted community fearful of his next appearance. Here on Elm Street, in the suburban community of Springwood, a murderer's repeated attacks have left a psychological scar so deep, some insist that simply dreaming about him can kill you in your sleep. Excuse me, sir, hi. I was wondering if I could ask you some questions about your former neighbor, Frederick. And in Haddonfield, a prodigal son named Michael Myers has struck in a similar fashion on or near Halloween on at least four different occasions. For these residents, Halloween will never be the same. Who are these men? How do they do what they do? What is the connection between those towns and Glen Echo? It will be here, our contact claims, where the next incarnation of unrelenting evil will emerge. It was 20 years ago, at this now-abandoned farm, where a boy, supposedly possessed by evil, was taken from his home by a frenzied mob and thrown over this waterfall, where he perished. That boy is about to seek revenge over the town that murdered him. He knows this, he says, because he himself is the heir apparent to that throne of terror so long held by the likes of Voorhees, Myers, and Kruger. This man's name is Leslie Vernon. So, a warning up front. We had some long clips towards the beginning of this movie. And once we hit the second half, there are not that many clips to play at all. And we will talk about why that is. And it's, there's a cool reason for it. But um, get a lot of exposition, but it's done in a way that really reels you in. I mean, just to hear those names, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, it piqued my interest. And the fact that they were treating it so seriously and so real was kind of neat. Um, you were hearing the voice of a character named Taylor Gentry, played by Angela Goffles. And she is um, sort of the one of the leads and, and a journalist, obviously, in this movie. Um, She's one of the kids in Home Alone. Get the fuck out of here. She's is one she of really? the family. Yeah, I think she's the little sister. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's been in a lot. She's been in Jerry Maguire and and Yeah, I thought she looked familiar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's got she's one of those faces. She's I don't know that she had a lead in, in a lot of the movies, but she's always somebody you saw and recognized. Yeah. yeah. There's a couple of people in this movie that are like that. Oh me. yeah. Definitely. Um the we that's funny the only movie we haven't done of those on the show yet is the one with uh jason um my, and i don't know if we'll ever do that. My oh, brain, friday the 13th friday the 13th yeah i don't know why my brain yeah. couldn't figure that out but that's the only one we haven't done of the three they described well you know once we kind of we talked about maybe swerving a little bit and doing some terrible movies on this podcast yeah that's true um i mean jason x yeah <laughs> i know like, that's true <laughs> Just when was that? That that was the nineties, right? Like the yeah. late nineties. Imagine just being in a, a boardroom with a bunch of producers and shit, and they're like, "All right, next Jason movie, what do you got?" And someone, look, like sincerely, says, "Jason in space," <laughs> and everyone's like, "I know." Yes, they're like, "Well, it worked in Fast and Furious 9. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, there are there are there are people in this movie who you recognize. There is one gentleman in this movie who I did not know from anything else and have not seen in anything since. And it's unfortunate because I think he gives a hell of a, of a uh, performance. And he's your other lead, basically. Uh, yeah. Dude by the name of Nathan Basil. Which I call him Dollar Store Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> That's what I've seen the whole time. Like, this guy is like the cheap version of Ryan Reynolds. He has a 
he has a Reynoldsy delivery. Yeah, for plus sure. the look. I mean, he just looks like like yeah, not as attractive, but you know, he yeah. has that same kind of the way he talks, the way everything. It just reminded me of Van Wilder. Like well, this literally reminded me I'm of, gonna, of yeah, a horror I'm, Van Wilder. I, I'm gonna murder you, and and yeah. and, and I don't know. All right, uh, so uh, write this down. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, he was in a show that we watched back in the in the mid 2000s, 2005, oh, really? called Invasion. Yeah. Okay. So some William uh, William William Fichtner or Finchner. Yeah. Um, he was a sheriff in a town that was in a, like a Florida, like down in the Everglades. Okay. That was taken over by aliens. Oh, I don't think I've seen. That. It was a, it was a cool show. It was a cool show. Um. Yeah, Tyler Labine was in that, but yeah, the, Nathan Basil was he was one of the deputies, and then I I, w- I did not recognize him at all. Yeah, I mean, all I, the only reason I recognized him because I kept thinking of cheap ass Ryan Reynolds. And that's all I could <laughs> think the whole movie. <laughs> oh, by the way, sorry. Quick aside: Have you guys seen Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney's colonoscopy video? No, but no. I want to. Oh, dude, he, Google that shit. It's like gold. <laughs> I will it's be gold. doing that they as are, soon as they, we're done recording. Are, it, it's a it's a it's a PSA for you know, getting a colonoscopy, how important it is. Yeah. And they both film their colonoscopies. That's awesome. And they, yeah, it's gold. You got it. It's, yeah, it's everything you would expect from those two filming a colonoscopy without being graphic. It doesn't get graphic, but it's, it's worth it. So anyway, I digress. No, no, I'm invested in both the alien invasion show in the Everglades and Ryan Reynolds, uh, definitely (laughs) pretty much. Yeah. Um, oh, and in, in that clip you played, when when she goes and talks to the guy at the house on Elm Street, that's Kane Hodder. Kane Hodder, yes. Yeah, Hodder from. Uh, well, he's he's uh, Michael Michael Myers, one of the Michael Myers. Ah. I'm gonna have to correct you there, Doug. He uh-huh. is he's a Jason. Oh, he's Michael. Jason. Yeah, he's Jason. Yeah. You're absolutely right, and I knew that. You're 100 percent right. Sorry. Yes. No. Please, look, thank you it, for correcting me. And I knew a, that. I knew a, that. He's a nice guy, man. I've I've met him before. Um, at one of these horror silly horror cons he actually has he has um like burns on his hands so he always wears gloves oh just you know out of habit or whatever so it's Mm -hmm. a little off-putting at first because you're not sure why the guy who played the murderer is always wearing gloves (laughs) (laughs) he's a really sweet dude that's very cool um so this movie i neglected to mention is uh one of these early 2000s movies. I don't know. In 2006. Six. I looked it up. Joe's on it. Um, the sort of press release they gave when they released it, this was the synopsis. It was uh, the next great psycho horror slasher has given a documentary crew exclusive access to his life as he plans his reign of terror over the sleepy town of Glen Echo. Um, rated R. For horror, violence, language, and some sexual content and brief drug use. See, this so, is what I loved about this movie, though, is like, see, typically I hate horror movies because like it's so like predictable and the people are so stupid and like they call that out. They're like, all right, so here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. And like, and it's just fun to watch like him call this shit out as it happens. I was, oh, yeah. ta- I was talking to Doug a little bit about this before we started the show. It pokes fun at the genre in a really clever, yes. really intelligent smart. way. Smart way. Yeah. That's why I think I really resonated with me in this movie. Well, I, I think it, it, it gives every trope from those movies, it, it, it ap- gives absolute validity to why it's happening. Like you, you can, you can watch those movies again and like appreciate them more. Not, yeah. and here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. When those movies were written and made, I don't think the writers, directors, producers were thinking along those lines. No, okay. I love they how weren't. I love how like, cocky and confident he is too. In it, yes, like yeah. he yeah. knows exactly what's going to happen. Yep, yep, and it's uh, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, he does a, a really terrific job with this role, which, like I said, it, it surprised me that he hasn't gone on to do more. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, yep. he. he I, I see the Ryan Reynolds thing as a comparison. You know, they have a very sort of yeah. He's smarmy, like he's like Van you know. Milder. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'm killing it today. But uh, yeah, I think he did a really good job. We're we're gonna play the next clip, and it's um, it's a scene where you get a taste of the first kind of interview between your journalist character and your serial killer character. In reality, aren't you talking about 
terrorizing innocent people. No. <laughs> no. Why? Why? Why is that funny? Look, look. You came to me to find out how guys like Mike and Chucky and Freddie do what they do, not why. I can't just sit here. <laughs> on the first night I ever met you, and explain it to you, it's got to come from your own understanding of the process, or not. <coughs> it's up to you. All right. Tell us then. How do you do it? Let's go. What? Go where? Where else? My own house. You so know the story that... of how I was rounded up and drowned in Nellis Falls. Well, on the anniversary of my death, the local kids, they dare each other to spend the night here at our old farmhouse. This year, I'm going to reappear. There we go. So, <laughs> yeah, I was all fucked up there. It's right off the bat a zany concept, like a serial killer is letting a documentary yeah. crew follow him around. Like he's telling them like what he's gonna do too. Like Yeah. Um, and they're just like okay with it. That that becomes a major plot point. Like their complicit nature. Yeah. <laughs> like they're um, just as guilty as him. Well, oh, yeah. it, I mean, if you think about it, in a universe where Jason Freddie and, and and you know that crew are real. Almost makes sense. I mean, yeah. why wouldn't a documentary film crew follow around somebody who's aspiring to be those legends? Yeah, totally. And, yeah, but shouldn't they report you know, to the police when he's trying to actually do it? Well, no. Yeah, again, in the real world. Or I'm is this saying, like this, the documentary film crew that's out in Africa and they let the gazelle get eaten by the lion for the footage? It's exactly that. It's well, it's I think it. I think it also you know it maybe does a better job even than Nope in talking about how people's need for. Uh, for you know exposure and likes and and follows yeah yeah, yeah. you know because they know they have a, a meaty story you know what yeah, i mean yeah. and, and oh, access the, that no one's ever had before the best ones about, always yeah, like planet ahead. earth where they're like the baby penguin fell down this cliff if it could get back up it would live but it's going to get eaten by this giant fucking walrus Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, like, there's, there's they that could element. just lift the fucking penguin and put it back up there easily, but they just let that bitch fall. I know, and right? They're just gonna let it happen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, journalistic integrity, man. Like you're just a a passive, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the watcher, man. Like I cannot interfere. Yeah. Yeah. Until he yeah. does. Until he does. Uh, spoiler alert. So this this movie actually opens with a typical horror scene, which is um you know a girl she's a waitress and she's in you know the waitress uniform and she's taking some garbage out behind the uh, the restaurant yeah and she puts a brick in front of the door and she hears a weird noise and kind of sees something the door slams it's very typical it's very yeah. what you would expect right out of the gate um that becomes important later but yes. it was it was cool to introduce the movie in a way that was kind of like oh okay i already know what this is and then you totally don't yeah yeah it caught me for some like oh here we go and then i was like yeah. oh this is actually interesting yeah. Also, that girl, I didn't realize this till later in the movie, but she's got to be like six foot seven or something because she's so fucking tall. She's yeah. tall, man. Yeah. When yeah. They, later on in the movie, when she shares the scene with fucking other, other yeah. characters, she's like a foot taller than them. I'm like, whoa, I did not see that coming. I caught that too. You know, I was like, God damn. She's a fucking giant. Um, so the movie takes place in Glen Echo, Maryland, which is a, a sleepy kind of defunct farm town. And, uh, as you heard, documentary crew has full access to this like budding serial killer and um, why he's allowing them access. You don't really know other than, you know, the fact that this seems like very important to him. Like this is his sort of life's work and, and he wants to, um, I don't know, just, just capture it or you, you don't get a full sense of what's going on quite yet. Um we talked about how it pokes fun at the tropes and this first example, this first clip is maybe one of my favorites, like maybe one of the standouts because it's something that you always thought about watching horror movies yeah. and they finally came up Explain with like it. a, you know, plausible explanation for it. Uh, so Joe, if you want to hit this clip, it's just kind of a, a chef's kiss. Perfect little, you know, in joke. 
You have no idea how much cardio I have to do. It's ridiculous. Why so much? Well, you ought to be able to run like a freaking gazelle <laughs> without getting winded. Plus, there's that whole thing of making it look like you're walking and everybody else is running their asses off. Oh, right. But I gotta stay with them. His voice crack is so good. <laughs> when he's out of breath, he sounds like uh, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. That's, true. That's very true. I was trying to place the voice. I couldn't place it. That's exactly who it is. If you can, yeah, if you can make a, a line delivery out of breath, it's just straight. Well, that's a great way to do a Mark uh, Wahlberg impression. I don't know, man. I just, <laughs> I just fucking got to do it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, Again, this movie is funny, man. It's fun. It's not laugh out loud, zany funny. It's just kind of clever funny. It is. Yeah. Yep. Um, and he seems like a pretty normal guy, which also makes it sort of funny. Yeah, right? I know. I know. <laughs> He's like showing this lady his, his fucking pet turtles and stuff. Yeah. He's just it's so likable. He's a really likable dude. Yeah. Do you think do you see the thing about the turtles? Their names? I did see a bit of trivia about the turtles. It's very cool. Um, uh, I'll let you take it. Though. All right. Yeah. There. So the turtles names are church and Zoe. And those are the names of the, the two pets, the cat and the dog from pet cemetery one and two. Oh, that's cool. That are brought back to life. Yeah. So again, yeah. it's just it, the whole movie is full of these Easter eggs. Yeah. Nods, homages to every, you know, every movie that they're talking about and more. You know, it's it's really cool and it's done so cleverly and it doesn't beat you over the head with it. Like it's it's sort of a blink and you miss it sort of thing. Oh, yeah. If you are a horror fan, uh, fan, there is so much stuff in this movie that you'll you'll do the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen. Yeah. Thing. yeah. You're like, oh, my. And there's stuff that I miss, too. Like I've seen this movie a bunch of times. And when I looked at the trivia on IMDb. Right? It's like, oh my god! Like that. Oh, the whole Red Rabbit pub thing in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's talking about. He's standing in front of the Red Rabbit pub, which is from Halloween. You know. Let's like, put it this way: I usually, when we watch horror movies, I'm like, I vow I'm never going to watch this again. I actually recommended this to like four people today. Nice. nice, man. Yeah, yeah. I gotta tell you, it makes me happy that you liked it. Yeah, especially you know? with how shitty the rest of the day's been. It's actually one of the few bright spots. <laughs> Literally <laughs> shitty. Yeah, like literal <laughs> shit. Yeah. Um, no, that that's that's really cool, man. Because uh, got having gotten to know you guys over the years, and and knowing what your tastes are, and especially you, Joe. I know you're not a horror guy, so yeah, no, typically not. Because it's usually stupid. Like, and I yeah, don't mean he, stupid as in like it's not good. I mean it's stupid as in the people make so many bad decisions all the fucking time that it drives me crazy. Totally. And like, and I know every once in a while there would this... be one intelligent person who would like be like. Wait, we got to do this and we can actually get away. What's well, kind of like that? Um, it's like kind of like that movie Insidious. There's a scene in it, like towards the end, where something spooky's happening and a homeboy turns every light on the house on. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. that's the, that's the most realistic go. reaction I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, um, I think I actually did like that movie too. There are some Insidious horror movies, is good. There are yeah, some horror a, movies that I'm into, but just yeah, like, well. I, yeah, you're talking slashers, about the slasher. You're talking like about it. the slasher flicks, and I'm not a big fan of those either because of that. Because of it, everything you just described, yeah. that's not my that's not my bag. I prefer intelligent horror. Yeah, Event Horizon, that kind yep. of thing. Uh, yeah. The one I really like is Cabin in the Woods. I still want to do that one. Cabin day. in the Woods is great. That really is, is great. Yep. It's all it's it's great in almost the same way that I yeah. feel like this movie is great. Yes, that's what this reminded me of. This reminded me of like I a agree. Cabin in the Woods type movie. Because it's yeah. behind the curtain kind of thing. Correct. Yep. Yeah. You know, it does a good job of explaining the tropes and. And intelligently explaining the tropes and and making you go okay i'll i'll accept that yep. I'll and accept the movie is not what why you, these people are dumb it's not what you think it's going to be like you right. think you go in thinking one thing and then it turns into something completely different exactly yeah it was you know everybody can appreciate clever writing and a Correct. script that's smart you know what i mean and, mm -hmm. and this has all of that so yeah um mm -hmm. our next little bit of exposition that i'm going to play for you guys is again the explanation of a trope and this trope happens to be in horror film 
quote unquote survivor girl. It's, I it's love an, this important element to a lot of classic horror movies, and they really sort of <laughs> dive into it well here. Okay. Once you have a location lined up, then it's time to move on to step two. Find a target group. A target group? Uh-huh. You mean, you mean victims? Potato, potato, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, it's not as easy as you think. Everybody thinks we just wake up one morning and start obsessing about a girl and start stalking her, killing everybody that gets in the way. That does seem to happen a lot with you guys. No, it's that? No, no. The girl's the key, yes, but she's got to have a supporting cast. Like that, that bunch right there. There's your bread and butter. The good-looking, athletic kids with healthy libidos. <laughs> and those guys over there, they don't move quite as fast when you get them on the run. So they're good to pad your numbers with late in the game. <laughs> Look at that guy. <laughs> You gotta find a group who'll all hang together, a little from column A, a little from column B, and one survivor girl will tie them all together. What is a survivor girl? Oh, I'm sorry. It's an industry term. It's uh, it's what you call a girl like her who just might be able to walk away from me at the end of the day. Okay, what is it about this girl? Well, she's a virgin. A virgin, how do you, how do you know that? How, how do the swallows find Capistrano? I don't know. <laughs> Look at her. She's a virgin. I mean, <laughs> you're not getting that? I swear this is Van Wilder, the horror movie. Like, cause he talks <laughs> just like Ryan Reynolds and Van Wilder. Yeah, I could say. <laughs> I didn't really think about it before, but yeah, totally, totally see the parallels. Um, I, I love the way they spin tropes in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even so much as horror movie casting, you know, like is yes. is explained yeah. away as like, oh no, you want, you know, this look, right. like, look at these people, it's perfect, man. Mm-hmm. Like, this is why. How do you yeah. know she's a virgin? And, I don't know. How did the swallows find that Pastrana? Fucking great line. <laughs> um. So how do they find Captain? No. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's dig into that because that's yeah, one. That's, a, that's another episode. Mysteries. Let's do it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they're they're actually parked out front of a high school. He's he's basically showing her the process of picking his prey. Yeah, and it, you know, and when he's referring to the ones that don't move so fast, it's just the stoners. You know, yeah, yeah. This is like me standing in front of the deli trying to figure out what kind of boar's head meat I'm going to get. <laughs> like, oh yeah, olive loaf. Mm. I was like, look, I got to get the the, the London. Uh, the London broil, that's that's good, but uh, it's gonna be mm. too rich. So I need to also get some like, maybe some liverwurst. I I need to have that oh, different. Oh. Now I will fuck with some liverwurst. I'm just telling you right now, liverwurst is fucking delicious. If you've never had liverwurst, it's one of the best things there is. I'm not a fan, but it's so interesting. Good. I know plenty of people like Erica loves it. My mom loves it, so I get it. It I tastes just, like, me. and now it depends on how you cut. It. I always get it cut thick, but um, it's kind of like. Uh, semi-soft garlic bologna. Yeah, no, no, I, I've had it. I just, it's. Just I'm not telling Eric. I don't think Eric's had it. Oh, I've okay. never had it. No. Right. If you this like, fascinating. Do you like bologna? Uh, I like fried bologna. I'm not Ooh. big on fried liverwurst. Oh. Is good too. Yeah, I'm not. Fried. Okay. I'm, I'm not a fried bologna guy. Well, you know, because I was forced to eat it when I was a kid. I think you should, <laughs> next time you go to Publix, Eric, just ask them to try the liverwurst because they'll give I'll you try. samples. I'll try. Yeah. Get the boar's head one though. <laughs> You guys so poor ever in your lives that you had to wear a spam key around your neck? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but spam was a regular. Was it deviled you know, ham? That was a Friday night meal. Not every week, but it happened. I you love know. spam, man. I'm sorry. It's disgusting. It really is gross, but spam and it's, it's a redheaded stepchild scrapple. Oh, scrapple's good though. I like scrapple. Scrapple. Scrapple's great for a, sat- a Sunday morning yep. camping after a Saturday night of debauchery and drinking at oh. the campsite. Scrapple is a great breakfast. How do you feel uh, about Vienna sausage? Love a Vienna sausage. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I can do that. I eat a whole can of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I don't even need them cooked. I can just, like, yeah. like you said, right out of the can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of, there's no, there's no way. No, I'm, I'm laughing because Eric is like that. Like even with hot dogs, 
She'll just go I'll, in the fridge. She'll get home from work. She's hungry. She'll go in the fridge and grab a hot dog and just eat I'll it. Do that. I can't. I can't do that. I'll do that too. It's, it's so good. I can't do it. No, it's nope. good. It's so good. And she'll just then I'm like, yeah, but now there's one less hot dog. Because I'm like, there is no I in, in food, you know, <laughs> or there's no we in food. Okay. In my house. It's my fucking food. That's your food. I won't touch it, but don't touch my food. And I also have this obsessive OCD thing about counts. There's like eight <laughs> hot dogs in a pack. If we all have two, that's four of them. And then there's four left. You just ate one. You fucked yeah, everything up. Yeah, you fucked up. the whole thing up. You know, well, so. what if she comes home and eats the other one tomorrow? Then you're back to... Okay. Yeah, but that's yeah. cheating. In my in my <laughs> twisted brain, and I, yeah. I, I have to admit that this is not no, actually, behavior, this is, it's wrong. It's cheating. So my, my grandpa, uh, rest in, in peace, uh, he passed away back in 2019. Um crazy story on, my, on the way to my sister's wedding actually in north carolina he slipped oh, no. outside of a, in gainesville georgia slipped oh, outside of a Publix, no. and then went to the hospital and never came out but he was 90 something years old um, okay he had a good life uh but he had this rule if you were in his his car driving with him and he had tic tacs in there you had to take two you could not take odd numbers it had to be even numbers uh, okay because he would get mad if you took just one or if you took three it had to be even numbers Oh no, I get wow. I get that too. I'm like that with the I'm like this is we're going off at a tangent, but <laughs> it's I can't okay. help myself now. This isn't that long I, of a movie anyways. I'm like that yeah. with Excedrin. Like Erica will take one Excedrin and then I'll get oh, down to the I'll I'll open the container up when I need a dose of two, and there's fucking one left. And I'm like, I can scream her name. I'm like, you did this. You're like, now I can't buy a bunch of random shit. That I shouldn't buy anyway. One ex, one Excedrin will <clears> not help me. And now I don't have them. Oh, I know? take like so, four or five Advil at a time. Well, Advil would kill me, by the way. Like, I'm not kidding you. It literally would stop my heart. I like so the candy-coated ones. They're so good. But uh, Tylenol's, I'll pop three. That's 1,500 milligrams. It's a little yeah. much. Oh, well, mine are only 200 milligrams. So four, five of them is like yeah, five but the, a thousand. I know, no, no, I, I know. Like, yeah. in my house, it's a minimum of three with the Advil for people. But I, I just, I, I cannot take it, so. Yeah. Another uh, fun fact about my grandpa, who uh, we're talking about this kind of stuff. This was the funniest thing in the world. Whenever we go to Italian restaurants, he would always insult the cooks there by talking about how he can make things so much better because he was Italian. (laughs) And my favorite was he'd always talk about his tiramisu. And we'd be on vacation in Orlando and we go to the small little like Italian restaurant and he'd order the tiramisu and then when he got it he'd always call the chef out and the chef thinks he's going to say something like oh this is amazing and he goes let me tell you how to cook tiramisu and then he would <laughs> go back shit. to the the resort make a tiramisu take it back to the restaurant and give it to the chef oh, oh wow. man so was your was your grandpa off the boat italian like was he from italy his or second generation his parents came from okay italy. his parents brought he came his, off, his parents right. were from italy and then he grew up in, in he uh, grew New up Jersey. here okay yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they I'm were, not surprised by that. I mean, again, growing up in Italian neighborhoods, and he was like four, Long four foot eleven yeah. and completely bald since he was 18 I, years old. I, 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 yeah, I hung out with a lot of people like that too. His name is Car- <laughs> Carmine. Carmine. Really, Carmine? That's yeah. such a Jewish name. No, <laughs> that's not Italian at all. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. But, uh, Are you guys ready for a hard, hard left turn? Yeah. Yeah. The, re- the reason I won't eat raw hot dogs. <laughs> okay is due to like this weird traumatic childhood memory I have. We lived in these apartments and our neighbors, I was friends with the kid there and his mm-hmm. mom would always, you know, when we were playing together, because like we had these little patios with like these waist high fences connected, we're playing together. She would always bring us a snack and it would be raw hot dogs. What the fuck? Yeah. Raw hot dogs. Every time like this kid loved fucking raw hot dogs. And I love raw dogging. <clears throat> I know there's something to be said for a raw hot dog every once in a while. Yeah, but I was I was just always like pressured yeah. to eat it, and then I don't know why I did this. It was a dumb kid thing, but I got so fed up with the raw hot dog that I smashed it on the ground, <laughs> and I took a rock and like threw it at the hot dog, but the rock wasn't a rock. It was like I don't know how to explain this. It had the texture and look of a rock, but there was a fucking like living insect inside of it. Oh shit! Holy shit! Like some sort of weird wasp or bee or I don't. Whoa. If you know what this creature is, it's been this uh, has been is it like a mud, a mud dauber. 
<laughs> I never heard. Of I that. don't know. I think I it's know. a real thing. But, but what, did this thing fly away when it came out, or did it this, sting you? This prehistoric-looking fucking bug just exploded out of this rock and flew away, and then it, the image of it has been burned into my oh, brain yeah. since I was you, a man. kid. I'm with you. Uh, I, there's no way I'd ever touch a hot dog again. No. It's hard. It's hard to even eat a. I, mean, I, I I can't eat to this day. I can't eat raisins because one of the bullies in the neighborhood used to stick them up his nose and feed them to you. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. No, stick them up his ass. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it was a mud dauber because that's what they they live in like rock looking things and they look kind of like insane wasps. Do they fall? Oh, maybe fuck. that's what it, a mud it's, dauber. It's mud. Is that like the D-A-U, scientific name? D a u b e r. That's the name of the the bug. Oh, if you want to Google search it. I'm gonna Google the fuck mud D A U B E R. They live in these like weird little rock looking things. I just remember thinking like, well, this is clearly a sign of the apocalypse because bugs don't live in rocks, sir. But I digress. Holy shit! Look at that thing. Yeah. Oh. If you yeah, scroll dude, down, you'll you, see some of the rock looking things too. That is nightmare fuel. Hold on, I'm gonna. It's a mud dauber to- wasp. I need to sort this out once and for all, man. <laughs> it's been 30 years. Ugh. Did you send it? No. Okay. I think it carry you off, man. Yeah. Oh you might gosh, actually finally that. solve a childhood mystery. You got oh. lucky because it says they're very docile, except when kids smash them. Rocks <laughs> it's a hot, hot dogs. dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Something about hot dog pheromones really set them off. You got lucky. <laughs> Oh, shit, man. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Uh, Internet detectives. I feel really good about this. Right. So back to the movie. Back to the movie. Pulling the knowledge. All right. Yeah. Holy shit. So uh, they're on to the next phase of the plan, which is step three. They call it the flyby. If you want to play this next clip for me. This is step three. It's called a flyby. Every night, Kelly comes out this door, over to this dumpster, drops off the garbage, okay? When she does that, she uses this brick to prop open this door. You can see that I've rigged it with some clear fishing line. Watch this. Very strong. Right. Usually I do this myself, but since you're here, you're gonna help me. I'm gonna be sitting right over there in the darkness. Kelly's gonna come out, take the garbage over to the dumpster there, Uh right? I'm gonna pop out of the shadows there. She's gonna think she sees something. She's gonna take a couple steps towards me. That's when you give this a yank. Okay. Brick slides out, door slams shut, boom! She turns. I slip back into the shadows. She turns back around. And you. I'm gone. You've disappeared. Right. All right. Sounds good. All right. So about 16 minutes into this movie, you've already completely recontextualized the opening scene pretty brilliantly, man. Like, yeah. it, you know, yeah. it any any slight you felt by the opening of this movie being generic, you're like, holy shit, this mm-hmm. this is so cool. Um, yeah, it, it's uh and it's funny, man, to imagine like all of the tropey, spooky scenes in movies where, you know, someone goes somewhere that they shouldn't and, and you know, something happens. There's someone hiding in a bush, like pulling a fucking piece of string. <laughs> okay. It's, I, I, I did some like, because we were talking about her. I did some Googling. Can you guess how tall she is? Kate Miner is her name. I want to say she's like 5'11", dude. 6'1". She's actually 5'9". That means everyone else in this movie is just ridiculously short. Super okay. short. Well, that could yeah. be. Because she looks that like a be. fucking giant. I thought she was going to be like 6'4". Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she, she. that scene happens much later. But if you watch this movie, yeah, there is a scene with most of the characters in the same room. Yeah, and, and she's like a foot taller than everybody. <laughs> yeah. She likes to ride horses, too. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> mm. So yeah, he's he's explaining to her how the whole thing's gonna work and it goes off perfectly. Um, you know, with both Leslie and Taylor helping with the string and the brick and all that. And we 
see how the the you know the fucking sausage is made like it's it's pretty cool so we get a reenactment of that opening scene with the um the benefit of knowing how it was pulled off it's it's pretty neat um next is leslie is kind of you know showing the crew the ropes and everything they stop by a friend of leslie's house he's like a more experienced uh killer someone he looks up to sort of as a mentor yeah i love this (laughs) it's just oh yeah it's again it's just so funny and it's it's great how casual it is like it's it's like it's not like you're talking about murdering people right um yeah it's 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 it, again it, it paints it as like two guys talking shop yeah. you know what i mean and, and i love who they got for the person to play this role because it's perfect like, you couldn't have picked anyone better scott wilson scott rest wilson, in peace brother man. yeah man so he, he was he was like jovial and fun yeah. in this role too like mm-hmm. it was really great mm-hmm. his wife um, looks really familiar too i can't picture where i know her from but she looks like she's been in a lot of shit she's been a ton of stuff she's a character actor been in a ton of stuff you're right i recognize her immediately and i looked and yeah I said, oh yeah she was in that oh yeah she was in that yeah yeah, yeah. yep she definitely has one of those faces uh for sure so yeah. th- they head out there and um i have to look at the character's name again it's been a minute but his name eugene. is also an easter egg um, eugene uh yeah i forget hollering because it's like a shining reference, right? Oh, no, no, no. That's Doc Halloran. Oh, that's the yeah. That's Doc. I'm Doc already... has the reference to 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 Doc as the, as the kid, and the kid. then the Scatman Crothers character is Halloran. That's correct. So yeah. it is Eugene. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, he's actually not in the house. He's oh, he's in the deprivation. <laughs> oh, that is so gross. <laughs> And when, you know, his wife kind of tells him, oh, yeah, he's he's in the, you know, deprivation chamber. You're thinking of like a Joe Rogan situation, mm-hmm. like yeah. some sort of White nice orb. tank full of water. Yeah. The homeboy is literally buried in a coffin. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so Leslie grabs a bunch of shovels and is basically like, come on, like we're going yeah. Yeah. to get this guy out it's of here. has been in there a while. Could you get him? <laughs> Yeah. Which how he's not dead, I don't know, with no oxygen coming in, but sure. And it and it lays a, a really beautiful little egg, which is when you're in this business of being a serial killer, it it behooves you to learn these skills. Like, like how these, to pretend to be dead. Yeah, how to pretend to be dead, how to right. slow your slow heartbeat your heart. down yeah. and, and preserve oxygen and all that stuff. I don't know so if that'll ever come back though. No, never, 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 never. But it turns out that uh, Eugene has been in the ground for three days, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Because <laughs> his wife's like, yeah, I don't know how long he's been out there, but it's been a while. So maybe you should grab him. Um, they dig him out. They have a little reunion. They have a little dinner party. And uh, some of the conversation, again, it's dealing with the tropes. Horror movies, when they became popular, became very sequelized yes um you know i mean there were an incredible amount of nightmare on elm street and friday the 13th movies and halloween movies made this is the most clever way that that gets hand waved um in this next clip so you mentioned most of the guys in your line of work today are uh, hacks i'm not talking about the guys that really worked hard like Jay, Fred, Mike, there weren't nobody like them in the early years. We just hit hard, wiped everybody out, and disappeared as soon as we could without ever giving a thought to coming back. Those boys lifted it to a whole other level. They made an art form of it, turned themselves into legends by returning like a curse over and over again. That was a radical change in philosophy change the whole business the business of supernatural killing sprees she's not exactly on board yet with the whole why we do what we do thing no young lady about the business of fear every culture every civilization from the dawn of man has had its monsters 
for good to be pitted against evil, you have to have evil, don't you? No, he's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, again, just clever writing, man. Like, just dealing with the concept of, of sequels. It's like, you know, and there's also a scene where he's, he's you know, they're chatting and he's chopping up carrots. Oh, yeah, I love it. <laughs> like, fucking just minced. Just like comically good. I like how he's like, you know, Jay and, and Fred and Mike. Like he sees him like, yeah. <laughs> like <short. laughs> he sees him at the reunions and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they all belong to the same fucking uh, union and stuff. Like it's, yeah. yeah, it's awesome. Um, so again, you get the sense that she's still learning. Taylor is about this whole thing, and she's asking all the the, the right questions and. You know, he's even hinting at like, oh, I like this girl. Like she's, you know, kind of firecracker and, and she's not as phased by this shit as you would expect somebody to be. Um, as the movie goes on, you also get a lot of like, uh, you know, dialogue and remarks from from her crew. But you don't ever, not ever, but you don't, you don't see them yet. They're just sort of disembodied voices. Um, so... We get the cookout and and Leslie's being asked about his plan and, and this thing he's planning. He's super excited about it and they're rooting for him and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's just a fun scene. It is. It's a really good scene. It's like a dinner party for murderers. Right. Yeah, a super casual. And you start to look at the relationship <laughs> between um, – you know, the mentor character and his wife and, and she's much younger and stuff. And they hint at it in the movie that she was a survivor. Yeah. Girl. She was his survivor. Girl. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just fucking amazing. And he slaps her in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, Oh, I was fast. Wasn't I yeah. like, Oh yeah, you were fast, baby. Like <laughs> just amazing. It really is. Uh, I, I really like that scene a lot. Yeah. And he, and he plays it as just like a, as a retired kind of father figure yeah right is giving yeah. advice like oh no don't do this you want to go this way with it um yeah just uh so fucking clever man so as his plan unfolds he's basically every trope that you see in a horror movie again in this film has an explanation so he wants this girl that he's infatuated with to make the connections and he's also making a point of saying that like a lot of this depends on her. Like yeah. a lot of this is in her hands. I'm planting the seeds, but it's up to her to, you know, connect those dots. Um, so he wanted to kill one of her friends or something, but you know, it's kind of like, well, no, 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 that's, that's too much. It's too much heat. And they settle on like, Oh, there's this librarian that lets her into the library. Like, yeah, that's perfect, man. Yeah. It's, it's such classic horror movie shit. Yeah. So she's she frequents this library. Librarian lets her in late. And what, what he wants to do, Leslie, is plant a kind of piece of evidence there that she'll see. It's a newspaper clipping that will, in classic, like I said, horror movie fashion, connect her to the killer and his backstory. So he produces this newspaper clipping that he mentions is totally fucking fabricated. Like the picture is not real. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, CG. We, we use CGI all the time for this shit. <laughs> so fucking funny. It's it's definitely poking fun at like the Laurie Strode, Michael Myers being siblings thing, and you know, yeah, the familial connections and all that shit. It's like so convenient and contrived. It's like, oh yeah, no, we just make it up. Like, <laughs> not not related at all. Um, so he he goes into the library, sneaks in with the crew. And th- these scenes are so funny because he's so effective at what he does. Yeah, that climbing like, the walls and like yeah, showing he'll up dip, everywhere. He'll dip out of frame and then pop up somewhere else, super casual, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, what the fuck!" <laughs> also, the, this tiny little librarian with her like voice. <laughs> oh yeah, it's poltergeist so, lady again. Yeah, yeah great yeah. horror cameo. As soon her as last you hear movie. It, yep, this was mm-hmm. her last movie. Man. Yeah, and the only thing shorter than her in the movie was that skirt. Yeah, <laughs> there is a skirt that appears later in this movie a couple of times. You're like, okay, that was on purpose. Like, yeah, yes, definitely. once is a happy accident. Twice, yeah, you know, yep. we we know what you're doing. 
um yeah she's fantastic man she um if if you're familiar with the movie poltergeist once you hear the voice in this yep. movie it'll click I'm like oh my god yeah. um so she's the librarian and i gotta pull up her name because zelda rubenstein yep. zelda rubenstein that's right yep. um this house is clean <laughs> yes <laughs> Oh, man. So Leslie plants the evidence that he wants the girl to find. She finds it. It piques her interest, and she's reading the article. And his hope is that it will lead her to look at the microfiche to find the full article, which he has replaced with a fake article on a different microfiche. So it's all meticulously planned. Yes. And, um, you know, like he said, it's like I'm doing my part she's either going to do hers or not you know we'll see what happens but he's kind of giddy and excited yeah. about it like right oh my god it's you know yeah. that's that's sort of the joy of this movie and this character is that he's so childlike and his fucking yeah you you're know, kind of rooting for him yeah and it's a weird thing because he's he's so pumped man he's yeah like, oh he's the bad guy yeah this is great this is great mm-hmm. Just the excitement. It's like a kid playing a prank, you know, exactly. until it until it gets super real. And then, you know, we swerve a little bit. Um, so she makes a connection. She gets the, um, you know, the kind of story from the librarian, like the sort of legend of Leslie Vernon that he's created and that these townspeople believe. The whole thing you heard in the beginning of the movie where they like, toss him over the edge of a waterfall and shit like you know his backstory which we learn is all bullshit yeah but it doesn't really matter it's just kind of you know his parents had sex one time and he was born nine months later a bastard (laughs) yeah i know exactly (laughs) which is hilarious man like you know again poking fun and all that shit we we love um freddy krueger and all that stuff so um, and he wants to pop into the library in character to, you know, he's like, I'm just going to chase her around a little bit and let her go. <laughs> like this is, I'm not going to murder her here. I just want to play. Yep. And he was forced to do the entire yard with a scythe. And then of course, that's why his weapon is a scythe. The mini scythe. Fun fact. Hold on a second. Look at this. Oh shit. Very nice. I have a mini scythe. <laughs> can you spin it around like him just no i can't do that please like don't because you'll end up cutting something off yeah i'd get tetanus if i did man this thing is is that an actual real working scythe or is it a prop no it was it was re- it's real is it sharp wow no it's it's dull so i have two of these one is this one and the other one is um it's a part of like a rig that you strap onto the torso yeah it's like half of it's cut off we used these when we made our short horror film uh, um, called Cut, and uh, it was not good. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing you should have done was cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Early, early, early. And speaking of cutting. Yes. Uh, speaking of cutting. It's time. It's time. We got we to gotta, we gotta cut it here. Join us on part two of Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. And I think we're going to wrap it up. I think we're going to see how this thing plays out. Yeah. Uh, until the next episode. Stay spooky, my friends. Spooky. Hey, guys. We've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh, yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I called it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you, though? Listen, guys, we, we need your help. Uh, to help keep the lights on, as they say, uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch uh depending on the tier that you sign up for oh we got all the tiers oh yeah you can either be a friend of the show a friend with benefits we just we could start to get serious or you could just put a ring on it already yeah 
And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know, we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but I'll say for anything picks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreon.com slash MOTCU. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that, on that number one tier. And all with right. that... You even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout-out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then, enjoy this week's movie.